Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome back to the Cornwall Property Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm James. And we're here to inform, educate, and inspire you guys to get involved with property. And uh, yeah, with a particular emphasis on the Cornwall property market. So, James, where are we? We are here at Pentilly House in Mevergizzi. And this is one of, uh, well, it's our first real big development uh, that Dan and I have done. And uh, this is a podcast where we're asking each other, a bit of a grilling, a bit like uh, (laughs) Dragon's Den, if you like. Uh, Just finding out, you know, the real behind the scenes about this project, you know, the highs and lows and things like that. So really looking forward to it. And to give you guys, our viewers and listeners, you know, more of an understanding of what really does go on with property Mm. development and, you know, just show you that it isn't always plain sailing yeah no and again we're really conscious that a lot of people have said look it'd be nice to know a little bit more about you guys and what you guys are doing because we're always trying to offer advice and guidance but people are kind of like what kind of position are these guys in and what are they actually doing and what why can they or who do they think they are but hopefully this is just a little bit more of a yeah this is us laying out there and um so i'll kick off james so obviously what's up pentity house You've done numerous developments of a smaller scale in terms of just general, I say general, but houses, cottages, flats. How has this compared? Well, it's a very good question. I mean, with this particular building, I suppose we we had to do a lot of uncovering, didn't we, uh, to find out what was, you know, beneath the walls and things like that. So I think one of the... Uh, biggest underestimated things with this project that's well i've certainly found uh, (laughs) stressful at times but just the rip out that i think we allowed probably about sort of five to seven thousand pounds uh for the rip out and we ended it ended up spending more around the sort of 15 mark for that and you know okay the money is one thing but it's actually the sort of infrastructure is how do you get all this stuff away so not only is that on you know muck away lorries that we've had here with high abs and grabbers uh, you know we thought we were going to get away with skips didn't we and it just it's taken so much longer than what we thought I think initially we sort of allowed you know between sort of five weeks uh, for the rip out but i think we've you know drifted more into like sort of two and a half months with just yeah, ripping out alone so it's been you know a real challenge with that and obviously we've been trying to be putting groundworks at certain times we had to delay that because we had more ripping out it just seemed to be a bit of a, a sticking point didn't it rip out rip out rip out yeah and again at the time we did this what was it we we, we got our hands on this place may 2021 so it's probably about eight, nine months ago now from when time we're recording this. And we've got tenants moving in a couple of weeks, which is obviously great. But at the time, I think the hardest thing, the worry for us was, was getting a building team in um, and actually getting someone in that we trust and we like at quite a short notice. Because one thing we have found is we, we didn't have, we, because we'd never ripped it back, we weren't too sure on how far back we were going to have to go. As you said, James, the rip out, we never really, it was really hard to price. Um, specification wise and things like that so that was for me was a was a was a worry initially in terms of we need to get this built out and uh, it's finding the right people and the right teams but again i, I look at it as we, we kiss frogs <laughs> you kiss a few frogs and then Absolutely. you find your prints um we have found some we've got well, yeah we, i'm really proud of the team we built we've got great team um carpenters electricians plumbers uh, general builders laborers everyone has played a big big part in, in getting this over the line and um, we couldn't have done it without them so a big thank you if you do watch and listen guys thank you and uh, i think the key for us is just getting that right team 
uh, and being able to just roll on with it and, and putting that trust in them. Definitely, trust is a big one for sure with your contractors. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a given that you sort of pay them on time. And most people think, well, well, of course you pay them on time. But, you know, in the industry, it isn't unheard of uh, that, you know, um, developers or people paying the bills, you know, that they let that wait for quite a long period of time. You know, everybody needs to get paid. That's what we do. That's why mm. we work. It's, uh, you know, it's to provide costs to, you know, for, for living, isn't it? You know, and um, we, we always look after our contractors uh, in that way. We pay well and we pay on time always because we know how important it is and that keep them yeah. sweet that's it I know. and then hopefully the idea is that they want to work with us more um, we're, we're nice guys so that's the thing. and generally the idea is that yeah pay on time nice guys to work with realistic and yeah I want to work with these guys so yeah but that's the key and I think as we refer to it a lot of time they're our power team now that's 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 simply it but um, yeah no agree rip out was a big one for sure absolutely go on then James chuck one at me what do you think yeah I, I suppose you know developments are or can be very challenging regardless to the external kind of environment. But a couple of things that I want to just throw at you that I know I could answer it, but COVID material costs, because that, you know, as far as contingency goes, I guess that was, you know, it's been hard, hasn't it, Dan? Yeah. And it, yeah. And we're all in the same boat. Everyone's in the same boat. Anyone doing development, anyone doing big, small, they're all going to get a, get a hit. And I think it wasn't necessarily just, price that was a pain it was lead times actually getting some of these materials we've been quite fortunate a lot of the timber never had any issues with timber didn't really have too many issues insulation there were issues of insulation at times with particular types of insulation getting a hold of that but um yeah cost but i think the key and how do we mitigate that as best you possibly can contingency yeah you've got to plan your contingency the unforeseen you think when you're pricing up a job when you're pricing up a project you've got to price it as you think and once you think you've got everything sussed add an extra 10 15 percent just for the crack of it because you are going to most likely need it and we have well and truly used DAOs because so many things that came up we didn't realize again firstly didn't realize we we're going to go back to, to brick we didn't anticipate going back to brick in the um initially and that's taken far more in terms of labor and waste removal from site as you you've mentioned and touched upon the other is obviously the material costs the actual price of materials has gone up it's pretty much it's got 55 percent in places for, crazy for, for, for timber crazy. and things like that so again these are all things that how do you mitigate this risk just add it in the contingency even if you think you're covered just add a little bit more um yeah. so Dan, james and i always have a laugh because i'm i suppose overly contingent um quite a lot of time but yeah, I'm quite smug and sitting there right now thinking I'm so glad we are. No, absolutely. I think I think you have every right to be in the limelight there, Dad. And it's um, you know, there's many benefits as we've discussed in other podcasts of teaming up uh, with a business partner to share the risk, the stress. But if there's anything I've learned from you, it's just to have a much fatter contingency margin. And uh, you know, on this project, uh, you've demonstrated perfectly why, uh, yeah. because things can change in that external uh, environment. Um, you know, that we we have external constraints, we have no control over it. And uh, yeah, it's a good job we did put a fat contingency in and uh yeah you know i've learned a lot from you with that dan so no vice versa and uh i'll throw a rack at you then james go for it what me for me i could tell you what mine is but what is i suppose just for for the listeners and the viewers what's the biggest risk for us as developers like where is the biggest risk what is all our money on like where what is out of our hands that we've got no power over 
that we've just got to make sure we, we, we do the best we possibly can with. Yeah, absolutely. I think any developer is always going to wonder what is, as we've talked about in other podcasts, the GDV, mm. which is the gross development that, yeah. value. So basically, how much is the property worth at the end of it? And that is so, so important, especially for um, our company's kind of business model, which is we buy something, we buy really, really well at a really good price, we add as much value as we can, and then we uh, refinance it at the end of it at 75% loan to value generally. That's kind of what we do but we must know uh you know that end value and you know we have to take on board you know are we going to spend any extra that we you know especially with material costs but like we've discussed we put a really fat contingency in but uh yeah knowing your market condition as it happens over the last two years uh, in Cornwall, uh, just with the pandemic, people working from home, people uh, holidaying in Cornwall, it has pushed the market up massively. In fact, one of the uh, the most uh, richest areas in the country for uh, capital appreciation and growth. And we, we you can call it a bit of luck, uh, but we have had the market behind us, which has been really, really good. And um yeah, we're just we're very grateful for that. But, you know, our numbers stacked up in the beginning. But, yeah, market condition is the biggest risk because, mm-hmm. you know, it could take a turn for the worst. You just don't know. But luckily on this development, things have gone really, really well. And we're very, very happy with the uh, uh, the growth development value that we've been given by the uh, mortgage uh, valuer that came out over the moon. Definitely. No, I could agree more. And that, that was that's always a squeaky bum time, isn't it? When that valuer comes around because everything is in, is in their hands, essentially, because... How we fund these properties is we use investor finance. So we purchase it with cash. So we've got very, very lucky to have very good investors work with us and we offer them a return. So they offer, they invest with ourselves. We'll then give them an annual return on their money. So at the end of that 12 months, they'll get their money back plus interest. And then we'll discuss that we'd like to go again. So it's a completely hands-free hands-free investment for them really um at the same time we've been bringing our investors around in regular intervals so they've been and visited at different stages been here for example probably four times in total i think top of my head and again at every stage beginning middle after uh, during and literally in the last couple of weeks they've come and seen at the end and again it's great to obviously build the trust and them to know look this is where your money is and this is why it's safe Um, and just trying to share as much information and updates as we possibly can with them really to put their minds at ease but yeah we because we purchase with cash we obviously put money into purchase the property we use the cash as well to then refurbish and develop the property and then we need this end valuation this gdv to be as high as it possibly can because mr value will come around it'll tell you what the value of the property is worth and then you'll get a percentage of that so we generally work to kind of worst case is a 75 percent loan to value so whatever the value it comes out and gives you he says this property is worth this we will then get 75 percent of that value we need to then make sure that that 75 percent adds up to the amount we need to pay everyone back with interest so that is why the, the biggest risk is getting that end value right um for, for sure couldn't agree more absolutely another question i've got for you Dave, just because you've been dealing with it a little bit more is the how how have the locals been um with this development because i know that in the beginning stages you were sort of going around to a lot of them you know explaining what we were doing and uh well we know this property wasn't the most had the best reputation uh in the village but uh uh yeah to to tell the listeners a bit more about your experience with the locals and the journey mm. and where we started at and where we are now because it's quite yeah, a big contrast so yeah obviously Mevergizzi is it's a lovely fishing village it's got a lot of history and the locals are true Mevergizzi locals generally so first of all this place was very very run down it was unsafe 
and it had a bad rep had a mm. very bad rep for numerous years and every local you speak to or neighbor you speak to has got a different story to tell about the place which was pretty horrible and i think there was a lot of concern from the neighbors when we first initially went around and introduced ourselves and just said that this is our plan these are our plans etc because first of all they were worried that we were just going to be increasing the capacity of more of the undesirable uh, type of tenants that were here also the second concern for them was is it just going to be further holiday lets Mm, because yeah, to be fair day. this would be prime holiday location the type and the quality we've gone for and the location parking etc this and for the access to the village literally mm. two minutes down up the up the lane this could be prime holiday location but what we have been very very true to our own words is saying that this is not going to be holiday lets they're going to be high-end really nice smart luxury apartments mm. for local people to live in and obviously I think they were quite sceptical initially when you say that because, oh, yeah, everyone tells you what they want to hear. But over time, we've encouraged them to come and see. Any opportunity where our neighbours come by, give them a bit of interest, but look, if it was safe to do so, we said, look, do you want to come and have a look? Um, uh, and by doing that, it's just obviously built up that rapport locally. Mm. And it's I think everyone is very, very pleased with how it's now looking because you're only going to get, hopefully, <laughs> such wood, yeah. one type of tenant here and that's someone who's going to be caring and and going to look after the place yeah I, I do think the locals sort of you know everybody knows about the housing crisis in Cornwall I mean it is everywhere it's on the radio it's on the tv it's everywhere you look you know there's just people trying to find homes and the fact that you're creating homes for long-term lets for locals I think it's a really big you know it's, it's, it's a good pitch for the locals that are around your development you sure. always want to keep them on site because you know let's be honest what to, to get this to where it is today, which looking like really nice, lovely apartments, there's a lot of building work that needs to come, which takes noise, yeah. uh, cherry pickers, new roof coming, uh, well, old roof coming off, new roof going on. That there is noise at times, but we've been very, very respectful, haven't we, with working hours, all that type yeah. of stuff. But all the way through, we haven't really had many major dramas. One storm, uh, which was yeah, yeah not too bad. Um, we managed to you know work with it, but generally it's been pretty good with locals. I feel. Yeah, no, for sure. Everyone we've seen yeah. and. and has given really positive feedback every time they walk past they always said oh it's looking brilliant <clears throat> really really looking forward to seeing it finished and it's like yeah, same um, yeah. but no no really pleased and, and no, no, no <clears throat> thanks for sharing that yeah yeah no good. issue at all um, another one for you then James again what obviously this property is owned by our business uh, our company's Cornwall Living Property and we are Cornwall Living Property Dan and James and this isn't all we've got. We've, we've got a few developments going on currently, which is, again, I think, for me, has been the biggest challenge is trying to juggle these developments. But with regards to what we've got coming up, what excites you most? Well, we've uh, we've obviously had where we as a you know company directors we've been sort of involved doing the the project management side of things, but it's it's been well, we've learned so much uh, because at the particular time when we took on this development, there weren't that many uh, construction companies around. Um, we had the pandemic going on as well, so we, we had to just bring in a lot of our you know sort of day workers if you like and people that i'd used on my development and had a bit of a you know track record with and knew that they were good uh but what i'm looking forward to uh, for us as a business is that we're we've now 
interviewed several uh, building contractors that we are hoping to use or will be using uh, for the future projects. I'm just really looking forward uh, for us to uh, be a little bit more hands-off in terms of not project managing, but we can then you know do what we do best, which is going out there, networking with the estate agents, networking with potential uh, potential vendors, and finding more deals because you know all of our company ethos is you know bringing back these properties are unencumbered, unsafe, you know derelict whatever it might be but you have to spend a lot of time doing the hunting if you like don't you you've got to go off and find them so i'm quite looking forward to putting our you know dan and james's focus on that it's not so that we won't be involved with the projects we will we'll be doing site visits and all the rest of it but i'm really looking forward to you know growing the company and how do we do that by finding more properties to develop really and that's it and then to summarize it's working on the business not in it absolutely yeah so i think that's that's really what we're aiming to get to now we've learned a lot and i think it's been invaluable in some instances in that we've been at times we've had five projects on at once yeah which is it, just... it is unreal and all of those have been us project management each and every one and the capacity on us we've both got young families we've got our own businesses on the side as well it is absolutely uh well we often say in our podcast that we're you know on the financial stuff that i normally do that we're not financial advisors well i can tell you now from being a property developers i can advise on this don't take off too much uh but for us you know when the pandemic pandemic did hit you know nobody knew where the um market was going and we did you know we did take a risk but we we also we seeked out opportunity and we did buy up uh, you know quite a lot of property and that's why uh, you know they sort of all completed at a similar time but you know the deals that we got back then we probably wouldn't be able to get today because the market's oh, had definitely. so much growth but uh, yeah definitely don't take on too much and certainly uh, if you're taking on that much don't do it on your own have a business partner uh, like Dan that I've got that I can moan to and off gas and all the rest of it uh, because it is nice sharing that experience risk and pain with somebody isn't it Dan what's it my my uh, my Beautiful, better half, my wife. Um, she refers to you as my business wife, so that's always good. At least we're open and it's open and honest about it. Um, <laughs> but no, no, couldn't, couldn't speak more. I think it's so so important to share, share the journey, share the highs, share the, share the highs, share the lows, and the risk with someone. And uh, it's funny, not necessarily on paper. You think that we're quite similar in terms of characters um, if we do like personality profiles, but with that there's so much within those personality profiles that are opposite so james is the he is absolutely he's the best at networking he is absolutely fantastic he loves Thank talking you. to people and getting out there networking and he is essentially the face of cornwall living for us whereas i'm necessarily i thought i was that i thought that was me i thought i enjoyed that more but having spent more time with james i've realized actually no he's far better than that so it's okay so well, look why are we won't waste both of our time let's use our time better so james does the networking gets into the agents and does all that side of things whereas i'm trying to do the backside, the background trying to do the research on what kind of specifications we need to use on these properties trying to do the numbers on them as well so it's just finding that that flow really that natural flow and i think that's something that we're very very fortunate enough to have found and it, it seems to be working and we've got as i say currently still live mm-hmm. um, we've got obviously member gizzy now petty house that we're finishing on um, i've got a, um, a shared house in falmouth that we're just finishing at the moment We've got two shared apartments in uh, Truro that we've got coming on. We've got a block of seven apartments in Newquay that we're currently doing. So there's plenty on at the minute. And it's not until you start putting those numbers on paper. It's on. We've got a lot on. Um, yeah. But again, it's you've got to take to make the most of it. Well, these opportunities are there. And um, it's a lot harder now to get these, these opportunities. So that, again, that's just why it's so important to just take action, guys. Just stop think, thinking, oh, what's the market going to do? Because regardless of what the market's going to do, 
if as long as your 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 strategy is for a long term strategy, you will be fine. You'll be okay. Even if there's a little dip here and there, we we've got we literally just exchanged a couple of weeks ago on another two commercial buildings. But again, people are like, well, "What are you doing? The market could drop." If the market drops, we're not selling these. The aim is to hold these for the long term, and if that is the long term game, then you cannot lose. Obviously, the biggest risk is making sure you can pay the people you borrowed money back, but. The way we can de-risk that is exits. Get your exits in place. I think every time we take on a property or a deal, we must have, and we agree with ourselves, that we must have at least three exits, three possible what-if scenarios, because the investors, at the end of the day, they're the paramount area for us. We need to make sure it's not, un- not unnegotiable that we can't get their money back. So option one, we put a mortgage on it. That way we can um, pay everyone back. Option two is maybe if it's a block of flats, we can title split and sell one, two, whatever we need to. Uh, apartments to pay back the loan we need option three is we just do the development we sell the lot um, and pay everyone back but i think the key for de-risking it is just getting that um, getting those exits yeah absolutely and uh, you know we can you can de-risk property as much as you want uh, and that as as dan said is the best way to go about it have those exits covered but always be aware that you know there are risks with property but there's also lots of risks uh you know i'm lucky enough to be going skiing uh very soon and there's a risk on the plane isn't there you know that there are risks with life but it's calculated risk and it's all about knowing that end value and you know what is the absolute worst case well you can sell it and how do you know that you can sell it well check out what the market is doing in terms of its buoyancy and people are still buying and there's absolutely no reservations with that in cornwall uh, at the moment and cornwall is an amazing place to be uh you know investing and uh, you know why not do it where you can bring back um, you know these unencumbered sad properties back to the market and as we always draw this home to bringing back housing for the local people who live here uh, and that's what we've achieved here for sure for sure well hopefully that has given you a little bit of a better insight into who we are what we're doing and what we've got going on and uh, maybe it's encouraged you to, to get in started or if you've got some questions off the back of it please do get in touch with us we'd love to hear questions and again that this is an ask dan and james episode where we've just been asking ourselves the questions but please keep your questions coming in because that just keeps us um keeps us ticking on um, absolutely and don't forget you can do that by going online to propertypodcast.com go onto the front page there scroll down to the bottom and you can send a message on that way or as many as you uh, do go onto our facebook page you can send us a message uh, there or you can also send us an email on hello at cornwallpropertypodcast.com and dan and i will certainly get back to you and uh, as always thank you for all your questions because without you guys there's no point uh, doing this because you are our listeners and viewers and we're very lucky and grateful to have you yeah definitely so please Please do like, please do subscribe and share wherever you possibly can. Every little like helps. So guys, that's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me and thank you for supporting us. Bye.